Everyone wants to fit in, whether it's through family, friends, or their job. Get Out is a swan song for those who feel like outcasts, are alone or thinking they belong to something or someone. Character, loyalty, and goodwill are all what strengthens bonds between people of any race. Get Out is a horror movie, but it's something more. It affects you more on an emotional level than any other sense you can muster. At times, it breaks the tension with humor, but for the most part, it's a story that understands what you may be thinking, lays it out on the table for you, but still manages to surprise you. Our vices, our problems with each other are a gateway for some people to exploit. It's happened since the beginning of time. What I got out of Get Out is not it's sticking it to the man mentality or stereotypes. It's that these things exist, whether you want to believe it or not. Is it carefully crafted to make sure you read into things? Of course. Will some people walk out because it makes them feel comfortable? I witnessed it myself. By the end though, it may seep into the slasher genre a bit too much, but before the revelations, my eyes were glued with anticipation of what came next. Hello again and everybody and welcome to episode number 36 of the Feasible Filmcast for April 26, 2017. My name is Christopher. Uh, today on the show we've got a review of the film Get Out, as well as the top five, in my opinion, uncomfortable films. And we also have two questions from Twitter, so let's go ahead and get things started here. Um, now, first things first about Get Out. It's a comedy horror movie um, directed by Jordan Peele. And what's one of the most interesting aspects of it is, I believe it, it premiered at uh, Sundance, and a lot of people were saying how great it was. And... Um, I didn't watch the trailer till a little later, but it kind of intrigued me. So, you know, when it came out in theaters, I, I really wanted to check it out. And, uh, uh, you know, and especially after seeing like the numbers on the, on the film, just, I mean, it's just ridiculous. They spent, I think, yeah, like four and a half million dollars on it. And then worldwide co or collectively, it ended up making over $190 million. Now that's even more than, uh, yeah, when was that back in like, 2000 or so when Blair Witch Project came out, if I remember right. And, you know, I mean, that, that's just, it's just crazy to think that, you know, a horror movie can do that well. And, you know, in movies that are kind of in the same vein, you know, like, like something like, uh, The Invitation that came out last year, uh, you know, has similar themes, kind of goes down the same path in a way. Um, and it, didn't do as well. So it's kind of interesting to see that, you know, this film has done so well, but, um, I definitely think that it, it, it gets all the praise that it's getting so far. So, or it deserves it. So, um, so the film is basically about a, uh, a black man and his, uh, white, uh, girlfriend, and they're going to spend the weekend with their parents, you know, just like, meet the Fockers or, you know, something similar to that. And, uh, you know, he has like one of his friends that he talks to and his friend tells him it's a bad idea, but he ends up going and, uh, you know, things of course seem, uh, that they're, is as he's walking around and like meeting the parents and, you know, getting a tour of the house, he starts to see that there's just weird things going on, you know, like the basement's locked. Um, all of the quote unquote servants that they have are all black. And uh, the uh, uh, the father kind of just tells them that, you know, they were 
they were once uh, his father's like servants, you know, just around the house that did like, uh, you know, the dishes and cooked food and things like that. And, you know, he couldn't bear to let them go. So they were there. So there's this odd like racial tension throughout the whole film. And you could definitely tell it was making people uncomfortable in the film itself because there's some people, at least in my screen, that walked out, which is kind of surprising. But, um, but they, you know, they, they go on and on. And of course, you know, things start hitting the fan. And, uh, uh, you know, it kind of turns into more of a typical slasher film towards the end of the movie, which isn't a bad thing. But um, I really, really enjoyed, you know, the first half. You know, it was thought-provoking. I thought that uh, the uh, twists and turns were well-warranted. The way that they uh, set up tension between the family, um, especially, uh, you know, as the main character kind of feels like an outcast. And you, you really feel for him. And there's some like racial profiling involved and you really feel bad for the guy, you know, that he's in this situation, there aren't any really any neighbors around. So there's not for anyone for him to, you know, if something goes wrong, there's nothing for him to, you know, (laughs) he can't really tell anybody, you know, his phone's dead. So they do a a really interesting job um, solving the problems of most of, most of the films like this, especially with technology and cell phones, you know, so, uh, you know, his phone keeps getting unplugged, you know, he he plugs his phone and it keeps getting unplugged and keeps getting unplugged and he just doesn't seem anything of it, but, you know, of course it doesn't have any power, so he can't contact anybody. So I know it's an easy, you know, solution, but it works in my opinion. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's, like I said, it's just a commentary on, um, you know, being different, uh, and knowing you're being profiled, knowing that, you know, where the situation that you're in is wrong and you should definitely, you know, remove yourself, but love is kind of keeping you there, you know, and, uh, or the love for his girlfriend is keeping him in that, you know, situation. And, you know, he's just, you know, kind of a lackadaisical, uh, attitude towards it. Like he'll, you know, he'll just get through it. He'll get through the weekend. He'll get through it and, you know, just leave. But, you know, you can kind of tell in the back of his mind, you know, that what he's getting into probably isn't going to be positive, you know, for the rest of his life if he, if he ends up staying with this girl. So, um, it has some, another thing is the horror elements in the film are really interesting. They, they have a sort of, um, under the skin vibe, the Scarlett Johansson movie where, you know, there's like darkness and there's kind of like an odd violin you know, playing in the background, like the, the music is, is very intense, you know, when he's going through like these, uh, visions, I'll, I'll say without spoiling anything, but the way that they capture these quote unquote visions is, is a really, really interesting, you know, it's not something I want to like spoil, but, uh, it, it gives like a sense of terror, just like under the skin does. It's just, it's not necessarily a scary movie, but the tensions there, it's almost like, you know, what, what, exactly is going on here you know I, i'm not sure what's going on but uh they're they're showing me they like these images without giving you any type of like weird jump scare or cheap jump scares you know it's just to ratchet the tension and overall you know i thought it was shot really nice i thought the music was great uh it just it's just one of those movies one of those thrillers where you just want you're just waiting to see what happens and um 
the the acting I thought was great. The uh, the story was really cool because he has uh, the main character has a uh, friend that he calls, and he's kind of like a jokester. And every time he calls him, it's it's funny because he's always you know cracking jokes and making fun of him and telling him he shouldn't be there and things like that. And uh, the great thing about it is. Uh, about halfway through, he makes a phone call and uh, tells, pretty much lays out exactly what you're thinking as a viewer of what's going on and or, or gives you a scenario of what you've been thinking, you know, kind of because everything is like been cleverly written to make you think a certain way. And he just lays it out. You're like, man, th- you know, this movie just laid out exactly what was going on. And, uh, and it was really interesting to see, you know, if what what his prediction was and if it's true or not and it's funny because the friend goes to the police and tells the police the same story and you know they just die laughing at him you know it's it's kind of like a um uh like like, like i don't know it's just a really humorous scene where he's, he's talking about it he, he's trying to tell them the story of what he thinks is going on and they all just start laughing at him and telling the story around the office and things like that so that was really funny, and uh, but yeah, it just it's it it plays this um, tension, and the reason it elevates it quite a bit is you're not just waiting for it's not just somebody locked up in a room or or somebody that's you know being tortured throughout the whole movie. It's you're connecting with the guy emotionally because everybody knows what it's what it feels like to be like an outcast and not be accepted, and. Um, and you, you feel for the guy, you know, especially for what he's going through and, uh, and, and where the story takes place, where it goes, is just, it's just crazy towards the end of the movie. So, um, yeah, that's, that's basically just about it. And, you know, I just want to praise like Jordan Peele, the director, because, you know, it's well shot and, uh, it'll really throw you for a loop towards the end of the movie and especially, the revelation it's kind of like something um it's kind of it's a little bit more mindful so it's it's like uh like kind of like movies like the babadook um or um what's that film what is that movie or or like you know like the witch you know it's more like the witch the uh, babadook some of these recent uh foreign films where there's something you know, lurking in the background, and you know, it's kind of like a huge revelation at the very end, like emotionally for the character, and it's just like whoa, because this is it's pretty powerful. Like, you know, what's going on? And although the questions asked, I mean, you, you'll see what I mean. You know, when you get towards the end of the movie, but the questions asked, I'm not sure that there's a good answer for them, but it was really, really interesting and, and something I, you know, something you just never think of. And especially coming out of a horror movie, it's not something you expect nowadays. You, you just expect, you know, like Scream or, or uh, Final Destination, you know, The Purge, stuff like that, like modern horror movies. This one is like highly elevated and I definitely, definitely recommend going and checking that out. So uh, uh, I ended up giving the film a four out of five and uh but it could definitely go up i you know i'll definitely be recommending it to everybody and uh it's definitely 
<laughs> that's three or four Tiffany's in a row. That's definitely the best horror movie I've seen so far this year. So, um, yeah, like I said, go check it out. Give it some love, and uh, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at it. So, um, that's the review for that. And let's see, should we get into questions next or the top five? Let's do questions next. Um, so... We have two questions this week. Um, you can get at us. It's uh, uh, on G, uh, email. It's uh, feasiblefilm at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter. It's at feasiblefilm. And you can send me messages there, uh, comments, questions. Um, and uh, yeah, and you'll, you'll definitely uh, make it on the show. So uh, the first question is from John and this is from Twitter. And he asks, uh, I judge my horror films like I judge my comedies. If they don't make me scared or laugh, it's a fail. What do you think? So this question I was, I was thinking about, and like I, I definitely see your point. You know, um, a comedy should make you laugh, and a horror movie should make you scared on some level. Now, with a comedy, I can see, I can see this pertaining more to... You know, just like you're saying you judge your comedies, like there can definitely be comedies out there, you know, where, you know, they make you think and, you know, but ultimately the goal is to put people in situations that are, you know, strange and or, or, uh, uh, you know, in, in, in crazy predicaments in order to gain a garner laugh. And the, and the same with horror movies, you know, it, it puts people, um, you know, whether it be, you know, a ratchet up tension, whether it be like body horror type stuff, whether it be like psychological. So there's always, um, you know, there, there's always like an overlying factor. And, and although I think that those are big, big uh, things to consider, it's definitely, I definitely don't judge it just off of that criteria. Um, so it, it's mainly like, yeah, you know, especially for like for horror movies, it, it something that makes you like question yourself, um, you know, what you would do in, in those certain type of situations. Um, you know, sometimes it's hard to connect to movies that, you know, are just like so out there, you know, that you can't just cannot connect with whatsoever. And, you know, that could be, uh, you know, Woody Allen comedy, or, you know, that could be, you know, something like, uh, martyrs or something, you know, it's something that it's just so brutal. Uh, there's hardly any type of, of reprieve or light in it that, you know, it's just always in your face all the time, and it's meant to be more of a haunted house, you know, more than like a, a thrill ride with, with, you know, nooks and crannies here and there. So, um, and then another thing is like, especially with horror, like if you don't believe like in ghosts or, or aliens, you know, they just won't scare you. And it's the same with comedies. Like if you don't like political comedy or you don't like um, like college type of humor, you know, you're not going to be able to connect with it, you know, if, whether you're, you're too old or, you know, it just doesn't pertain to you anymore. So, um, but there, but there's those gems out there that you can say, like, like, um, like, especially with, like with horror that, that they're elevated. Like if you watch signs, you know, it's, it's an alien, an alien or movie that deals with aliens, but it's elevated. It's got, uh, a certain amount of tension, a certain amount of like jump scares, but it's also a little bit more believable than say, uh, 
you know, um, like area or in Pirelli's area 51, you know, or it's just like a, a found footage travesty. So, um, or, you know, like something like the others, you know, like a ghost story, you know, it, it's something to where it, it's elevated. It's not just, you know, cut and dry. There's more to it. There's, there's drama involved. There's like being alone, secluded. Uh, and you know, it, it always helps if there's a twist that you just don't see coming. And, and, and especially like the others would, would evoke those emotions, especially if like they haven't been spoiled for you. And, um, but you know, with just with both comedies and horror, you know, movie, the, the genres are meant to explore a range of emotions and, you know, that's why I just enjoy them so much. And, and with horror and, and, and in comedies in general, like you can just get, I mean, there's just so many genres that you can put those molds into and they're able to, uh, well, I guess with horror in general, you're able to take it to new heights because you can make it like completely unbelievable. Like, you know, like movies, like I forget the name of it. The, uh, was it the guard or it was the Ben Stiller one with the aliens come down and they're just running amok shooting everybody. And, you know, it was just like with Vince Vaughn It's just not funny whatsoever. But then you have movies like attack the block, which is similar, you know, aliens come down and start attacking and the creatures look amazing. The acting's amazing. Um, the cinematography is amazing. So, there's just, it's, it's like a bundle, it's like a bundle of joy. It's just so much fun. So I know that's a long winded answer, but, uh, just, just try to look, a, look a little bit further. And, uh, I think other than just being scared or laugh, there's just more to them than that. So, uh, you know, maybe you're just not watching the right movies, but we'll, you know, if you have like suggestions or comments for John, just leave them in the comments or, uh, uh, you know, and, you know, give them suggestions. So the next question comes from Sarah from Cali. And she asks, I have a friend who thinks Batman is super silly. Which film would you say could be a gateway into getting him interested in the series? Well, uh, with Batman, Batman movies have, have, have a tumultuous past. And... It has its ups and its downs. Um, you know, starting with, I definitely, as far as movies go, it, I mean, to answer your question, I wouldn't actually suggest any of the movies. I'd actually suggest the animated cartoon, which is streaming on uh, Amazon right now, and the Batman the animated series. And it's something I watched as a kid. It's something that's instantly watchable. It's, it, sure, it's a cartoon, but they're definitely adult uh, themes in there. And it, it's, I think it's a, a show for adults, but you know, just, they tried to make it kid friendly, you know, a couple seasons in, in the road by adding Robin. But for the most part, it's, it's fairly dark. And the thing, uh, that I just love about it is it's aesthetic, it's music. And of course, like being introduced to all the characters, you know, uh, when they're not like zany, you know, like, like Batman forever, or Batman, uh, and Robin, you know, where it's just, it's just absolutely ridiculous. You know, they, they're trying to make the, they're trying to make like two pit, two face and the Riddler and Mr. Freeze more like the original comics were, where they're just larger than life and zany. And I believe that, you know, if you start off 
with the animated series and just watch, you know, the first couple seasons, like the first three or three seasons or so, you get an, uh, an appreciation for the character and the themes involved. And then from there, I'd say, go to the Batman Begin films. And, you know, if you still want to test your luck, you know, go back and watch. Uh, I'm sorry. You definitely want to watch the Tim Burton original first. And uh, this is my opinion. You want to watch the first one, the original Tim Burton one first. Yeah, I mean, watch the cartoon, watch the original Tim Burton film, then fast forward to the Dark Knight series, then go back um, and, you know, watch the Adam West one if you like, and then you know, watch the Joel Schumacher ones last because those are definitely the worst. So um, those are the suggestions for those. And uh, so let's go ahead and get into the last part of the uh, podcast here. And it is our top five, which our top five this week is uncomfortable films. And seeing as Get Out had, you know, a bunch of uncomfortable moments in there, I figured, you know, this might be apropos to have this list. So um, this is just my opinion. Uh, you know, there were just some of the films that um, came to mind like instantly that, uh, you know, just affected me in such a way that I just can't forget them. And so I'm not necessarily saying these are, are great movies. Some are awesome, some are amazing, but others are, are just terrible. So, but number five would be the uh, uh, Paradise Lost, the first like documentary, I mean, there's three films uh, shot over, you know, was it, is it like 15 or 20 years? And it was about uh, three kids who, uh, were, uh, uh, indicted on the murder of three other kids in their high school, it was high school or middle school, I believe. Um, you know, on, on, ev on, a like in circumstantial evidence. Um, and it just follows them and it goes around town and, you know, you interview some of the people around town and what they say about the kids. And, there are some definitely some characters in this movie that will make you absolutely squirm, you know, uh, like, you know, just watching it. It's like you can, you can just see like in some way, shape or form, you know, whether, you know, they change or not in the subsequent films. And maybe that's just because of the success of them. Who knows? I, I mean, watching the documentary nowadays is just eye opening and scary to me at least, and uh, it's just stunning. But uh, I'd say definitely check it out if you like, you know, those true crime documentaries. And, uh, you know, it has a, it has a uh, interesting tale because, uh, you know, because of the three movies and all the different facts that they've brought up and having such a wide range of time, you get to see like the start and the finish of, uh, of the three kids that are on trial for so many years. So it's very, very interesting. So, uh, yeah, definitely check that one out. Now, the next film is American History X. And not, not much needs to be said about this. You know, uh, it's just uh, about a guy serving parole and he'd been serving three years in prison. And, uh, and throughout his brother, he, he wants to make sure, um, that his brother doesn't kind of go down the same path and uh you know hanging out with gangs and doing drugs and things like that like he did and 
It's a commentary on like life. It's a commentary on family. But above all else, it's just the the performances and everything about it are so believable, so gritty and so raw that it just is really when you watch it for the first time, it's just unforgettable. Like it's 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 really really scary, um, and it's kind of hard to say anything without spoilers but you know it's just eye-opening it's one of those movies like i said when you watch you just do not forget so um definitely recommend checking that one out that's number four number three would be rambo for me and be it, it the reason i pick rambo is because when i watched it as a kid um it you know i just kind of saw it as an action movie you know and same when I watched Rocky, you know, I, I didn't really understand, you know, the relationships or, you know, or, or, or things like that, you know, that you have with like veterans at that time. You know, I just, I just had no idea and I didn't understand, you know, about loss and things like that. So when I watched it later, um, you know, it, it's kind of like the guy's misunderstood and yeah, he goes about, a, you know, he goes about, um, goes about goes about it the wrong way he ultimately um ends up uh i mean accident or not like hurting and killing some of the the police that come after him in the small town because he's kind of an outcast and the reason it kind of reminded me is because he just like in the main character of get out you know he's like an outcast but he's put in like these situations by well he's kind of like a vagabond, you know, in the movie. So he's just kind of going and seeing how his friend's doing and, you know, people start judging him and thinking that he's a certain way, like he's a tough guy. And same, it's so similar to Get Out. And even with the ending, you know, making the choice uh, to back down or not and, uh, uh, you know, learning about the original ending versus the the ending that they stuck with the movie, it's it goes in parallel, you know, with Get Out. And I don't want to spoil the ending of either movie, but uh, if you've seen both, you'll know what I mean between the correlation of the endings. But um, yeah, you know, it's just about a guy who's trying to make his way and is just put in a bad situation. Um, now, number two is a um, really hard one to explain. I don't really know why it's on the list, to tell you the truth, but it really, it, I don't know, for whatever reason, it just, it, it affected me in such a way that you know, it's just an unforgettable film and it's Enter the Void. And, it, you know, it's basically about a drug dealer um, who kind of loses it. And uh, he, uh, it, it's kind of like shows, it's like a psychedelic look at like what it's like after, like in the afterlife. And, um, you know, being able to see like your own death and like what happens and, um almost like the Christmas story and things like that. It, it's a really strange concept, but uh, it, it affects you in a certain way. It makes you stop and think. It makes you feel like, like um, I don't know, there's just such, there's something beautiful and brutal about it, but it, uh, it I don't know, it just gets in there and like turns the screw the whole time that you're watching it as you're trying to, to understand it, when you're trying to like make sense of things that are happening. And uh, although it's more of like a um, auteur version, you know, it's got more of a cinematic sense, more of an indie hit, I guess, since then Get Out. I don't know, for whatever reason, 
the uh, the psychedelic nature of some of the scenes and get out when he's having uh, when he gets uh, the, like I was mentioning before like when he gets uh, something happens to him it kind of reminded me of this film as well so that's why this one's on the list and then number one was the divide and this movie came out a couple years ago and you know I'm a fan of horror movie uh, of horror movies as you can see from you know the reviews that we do on the show but this film for whatever reason I, I guess it's just because everyone uh it's about uh there's like a nuclear attack that goes off and there's some survivors there's like i don't know like 10 or 15 survivors and they're put in these situation where you know it's kind of like mankind's brought back to like its primal senses but it just doesn't make sense that everyone wants to attack each other everyone it turns into like this big order thing where you know people are like it's like cutthroat people are going after each other people are trying to kill each other and it just gets absolutely ridiculous and it's so uh disturbing and bloody and it's one of those movies where you're watching and you're just like what is the point what am i getting out of this like you get absolutely nothing out of it because everybody in the movie is just so despicable and and uh the way it's filmed is just um dark and gloomy and you just get absolutely nothing out of it so um that's why um that one's at uh number one so that pretty much brings us to the end of the show here um let me pull up and see what's coming out uh next week i believe it's guardians of the galaxy but let me make sure yeah guardians of the galaxy is next week yes next week so Next week will definitely be Guardians of the Galaxy. And, you know, if you guys have suggestions on, um, you know, what the top five should be for Guardians of the Galaxy, shoot them over, me, over to me at feasiblefilm at gmail.com or at feasiblefilm on Twitter. Um, you can also uh, subscribe to us on Stitcher if you want to listen there. You can go to Pocket Cast and add us there. Just search for Feasible Film. Um, and you know, if you wouldn't mind sharing this podcast, you know, with friends and family or, you know, posting on any social media, that would be great. Um, you know, just getting the word out there. Um, like I said, you can send in questions, comments, and I'll definitely get back to you. Um, and also if you're a movie lover, get in contact with me if you want to be a guest on the show. And I thought it, you know, it'd be, it's a, would be a really fun exercise to have, all different types of people like come on the show and you know just be a part of it and be a part of the review you know whether you've never done one or not just uh you know message me and uh, we'll work out the details so until next time stay feasible